Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. So today's guest, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's a lot of energy today. Um, I'm really glad I worked out this morning or else I, or at least I attempted to because we have Eliza Shirazi on the pod today. She is the creator and founder of the award-winning kickboxing and music-inspired fitness brand, Kick It by Eliza. Um, we'll get more into what it's all about and everything it does, but Eliza, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks welcome, for having Eliza. Hi, welcome. Glad to be here. Woo-hoo. All right. Say, when she first logged on to the Zoom, she had such bubbly and energy. And she was like, guys, I just finished teaching. So th- let's this get to it. <laughs> still in my workout class. Let's get to it. And immediately I was like, oh, no, I should probably work out today. <laughs> this will yeah, be a little motivator. No, you see, I knew like there was no way I was working out after this pod because right after this, I'm going to go watch the heat game. And then, you know, there's, it's just it's not in the car for me in the evening. So I went this morning. <laughs> You don't know. You might be inspired to go. Yeah, maybe maybe through our talk we'll, with uh, Eliza, she'll inspire us. We'll go d- double workout today. You guys can go work out. I'm going to go watch the heat game. But okay. first, we have business to take care of. Okay. We need to get to know Eliza and what she's and, and what she's doing and what she's been doing and how she's been doing it. So, Eliza, again, thank you for coming on. So, um, very simple question: uh, Who are you? That's actually a really hard question, um, <laughs> but. Here's what I'll tell you to start. Um, I'm the founder of Kick It, as you mentioned. I am so passionate about wellness and fitness, specifically when it comes to women. And uh, this past year, which we can talk a little bit more about, but this past year has been so life-changing, actually in a positive way for me and my business, because we've been able to reach so many women across the world through our virtual platform, which we were of course forced into because of COVID. So yeah, I'm just a very multi-passionate, multi-passionate person with a love for wellness and fitness and empowering women. Excellent. Love it. And then you, and then today you, you, you had, you finally gave us, you know, as much as we love our guests getting us, you know, seltzers and wine and wine and hard seltzers. Wine and, and wine, tequila and wine and wine. Um, so you got you got us. What, what do we have today? Okay, so our Nusha I, of the week. I'm drinking my. You know, I said it was berry, but it's actually pomegranate seltzer. Oh, Spindrift. Oh. Okay, Spindrift is my drink of choice. Really? This is my first yeah. time trying. Oh, that's why you both have. Oh. But I I have polar in my hands, but Spindrift is actually my drink of choice. Oh, okay. so What's your favorite flavor. Um. Gosh, I one, love all. This I one's like blackberry. Blackberry. I like the lemon, and I also like. I do like the blackberry. I like all the spindrifts. Truly, this oh. is like yeah, yeah. I had leftover in the fridge after we finished spindrift. <laughs> oh, I see. Nice. <laughs> the backup plan. The backup. And I think I, the Iranian in you naturally gravitated to the pomegranate drink. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Well, cheers, everyone, with our. Self- cheers! I got, I got my. Uh, what's it called? Water. My. Um, what's that word? Uh, what's the word? The sparkling water, right? Sparkling, sparkling. sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling, water. sparkling too, but I wanted to make it look fancy for once. So I put blueberry. Have you heard? Have you heard of this Aha brand? Oh. Ha! Ah! 
this one, uh, uh-huh. this one's blueberry and pomegranate. This, I think, an Iranian made this one. It's like, uh huh, yes, uh-huh. interesting. <laughs> or they just got it from the end of coming to America. That's all. <laughs> so here, here's a little ASMR. Oh yeah. wow, that was good. Nice little refreshing, crispy blueberry <laughs> pomegranate. So down, good. Down the hatch. No, this is a good one. Love to hear it. No alcohol. All right, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, 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 cheers. Okay, I feel good. I feel refreshed. But, um, Arthur, do you want to start off? Yeah. So, Eliza, um, I see that you studied public health and health sciences, uh, health sciences and communication. So, so, so Um, Arthur, so just before you start that question, so for for everybody listening, so Eliza, um, like you were saying, she did public health and health science communication at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and graduated mm-hmm. in 2013. Um, and then we'll get into, you know, she became a sponsor, for, uh, an athlete for New Balance. Um, you won some awards, uh, you know, in Boston by several different publications. Um, you know, and, and you, you have many, many people certified and in, in and in, in what in your kick it program and you have publications throughout different magazines. Is that correct? Oh, we lost your audio. I think her voice cut. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah now we can hear you. I'll speak louder. That's correct. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Just want to make sure we got, we got everything down. Um, is that something that you always knew that you wanted to do growing up that you wanted to enter um, you know, this realm of fitness, or is there something, uh, instant or moment that sparked, uh, for you that you wanted to pursue this? I knew that I really loved movement growing up because I danced for so many years like when I was really little all the way up until college. So movement and being in a studio, that was always so much fun for me. And it really felt like home. I am not so bright when it comes to the hard sciences and math. So I knew that being a doctor was not in my vision or path, but I knew that I loved health. So to my dad's disappointment, I was not going to be a doctor. <laughs> We're going to get yeah. to the disappointment in a second. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but uh, when, I got to, when I got to college, I actually was really interested in broadcasting. And I really thought that being on the news would be very fun and exciting and being a news broadcaster would be so cool. But it turned out that there is a difference between communication and communications with an S, which I didn't know my freshman year going into school at UMass. And I was in the communication program where they teach you not about like media and broadcasting. They teach you, um, almost like the impact that media has on humans and interpersonal communication and uh, culture. And it's kind of like how the media impacts humans. That's basically what it was. I was pleasantly surprised, but I was like, this is not broadcasting. This is like completely different from what I thought I was. How far into it did you realize that this isn't, um, you know, it was probably in my like media class my freshman year when it was really talking about how the media impacts you know people and society where I was like oh this is a different angle um but I really liked it I still really enjoyed it and at the same time my freshman year as I was realizing this I got into group fitness and I thought 
maybe I'll add on public health. Like maybe this could be a cool track for me to add on because media definitely affects our public health. There's so right. many correlations. And so um, I got really into fitness. Brainwashing of the media. Yeah, it's really crazy. There's so much, there's so much to it and it really does affect people's health. Um, mm-hmm. So I started getting to group fitness. I was, you know, in my major, I was thinking about public health and UMass actually has two tracks for public health, social and a science track. And that for me was like a no brainer. I was like, they have a social track when I'm already studying about something that's on social behaviors. That's a perfect match. So it was a really great organic evolution of studying public health. Um, I wouldn't say it fell into my lap, but the option was there and it was such a nice puzzle piece. And it was a really great way to lean into like this health side and this movement side that I've always been interested in. That's really interesting because you have such a specific niche. Like usually you hear people go into fitness because they love to be active and work out and yada, yada, yada. But like the reasoning behind why you did your major and got into what you're doing now is so specific. Like I've never even heard of this major that's communication or communications. Yeah. Do you know if it's specific to like the college you went to or that's a thing where they have it at other universities too? Because I've never heard of that. Yeah, they do. I've heard of just communications. Same, yeah. Um, they definitely have like the kinds of classes I was taking at other universities. Um, but I'm not quite sure, like the actual major is super popular mm-hmm. amongst mm-hmm. different colleges and universities, but for sure, like the classes that I were, I was taking, you know, could be found at other, other colleges. Got it. Seems like a good uh, program to add on with another one, like a dual yeah, that's, program, yeah, that's you know? Good. Yeah. So the, um, communication was in like, <clears throat> like the upper like umbrella of that was social and behavioral sciences that's what communication fell under so again when i saw that there was a social track for the public health department i was like wait yeah you got you got to jump on that that's it it's all social it's perfect (laughs) it's exactly what you need i mean i can tell by your energy the second you logged on you're a very like energetic social person i love it you're right in your realm so now now arta has a very sensitive question for you Okay. Yeah, yeah. You already touched on it. I, I don't want to get into like past trauma and stuff like that. But so you, you're now in college, you're going to communication and public health. And you mentioned about not being, you know, so great at the sciences and math. So and you said that your baba was disappointing your father. So how was that like reaction? Like when you first told them, you like, didn't do the three wanna, I, approved doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah, you didn't do it. I don't, I don't want to be a doctor. What was their like reaction? Like, were they supportive of your decision? How did that all go about? Well, I'm, I'm joking really when I say my dad was disappointed. It really was my grandfather, like my Bubba, that was <laughs> like, you're not going to be a doctor. Like, how are you going to buy a house? How are you going to, you know, buy a car, have a family? How are you going to have a roof over your head and you're not a doctor? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was less joking. Like he was pretty serious about, okay. about that. Um, but my dad is um, very much entrepreneurial. He came to the States when he was around like 19 um, to study engineering. And um, he see? Actually- of course he did. We, we, Iran has like engineers on an assembly line. Yeah. Right. Pumping them out, setting them to totally. the United States. Totally. And um, 
he actually got into the food distribution world and he's had a food distribution business in Boston for decades. Um, so he's an entrepreneur. He knows what it's like very well. He knows like starting mm -hmm. absolutely nothing and turning it into something. And um, he just, he just wanted me to be happy really. And choose a yeah. path. Honestly, he wanted me to choose a path that was kind of safe. He didn't really care what it was, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, I've chosen the less safe path of being an entrepreneur myself. Um, and I think at first for him, I worked at a hospital upon graduating. And for him, that was like a dream, like a stable job at a hospital. <laughs> yeah. so less about being a doctor. It was more about stability, stability and, yeah. uh, you know, having a career that, you know, would pay well and, you know, be reliable. Um, but he's really, he's really proud of me. And he, you know, again, is an entrepreneur himself. So he knows there's a lot he of, he got it. He understood that environment and totally. He was probably super supportive actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the mentality behind the, like the reasoning why Persian parents want their kids to be doctor, lawyer, engineer, because those are stable jobs that anywhere you go around the country or world, in fact, you could get a job. It's needed. Yeah. yeah he, knew it's the needed. he knew the struggles of being an entrepreneur and, and the ups and downs that comes with that. So, right. Yeah. And um, for them, it's so much more just like the end goal, like what they want to see and not so much the process. So they, you know, they expect like when you're done with it all that you're already like, in your top ranking, making a lot of money, like yeah. not so much the process to get there. There's a lot of pride amongst Persian people too, where they love telling each other what their, you know, children are. Uh -huh. And um, uh -huh. my, dad, my dad's actually really not like that, but you know, some of my family members really are. Um, so I think like old school, traditionally, it's a pride thing. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're not really doing well in your career, whether you're a lawyer, doctor, engineer, just the fact that you are one, yeah, yep. like doesn't matter. You could be the shittiest one, but if you have hold that title, it's like cool. yeah. I think when after I got my MBA and I, I was like truly done with school after that because mentally I was like, yeah, no more of this. This is even the MBA I thought was a waste of time. I still think it's a waste of time. Um, but I got a call from one of my relatives oh. saying, "What? So." You got your uh, your master. Are you going to get PhD now and become doctor? Naturally, the next step. Yeah. And I hung up. Yeah. You yeah. know because no, I'm not. Yeah. My grandpa still to this day is like, before I die, I need to see you walk down walk down aisle, and they say I'm a doctor, PhD. I'm like, no, no, no. He goes, I don't care at this point what the PhD is. Just get it. <laughs> Do it before I die. With Zoom, anything is possible. Yeah, right. It's I said, I can't, I can't go through school anymore. He's like, that's it. You don't want to be doctor. You just want to be woman. Armagon, Armagon with masters. I was like, oh, sounds so familiar. God. It sounds familiar. It's Not always the grandpa's father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, over I'm generations. All you master Armagon. Yes. I, when I got my master's, so, he was like, that's it? Armagon master's? I was like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> so, Eliza, tell me, you know, you said it's, it's a, in your thing, it says, in your bio, it says you're a new balance, you were or you are a new balance sponsored athlete. Am, am I, am I wording that correctly? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, so, uh, so, how did that come about and what, and what is that exactly? It came about because when I graduated from school, I basically, um, would teach anywhere I possibly could to share like what cake was all about. 
and New Balance is based in Boston. And I would just go to every single event because I loved what they were doing. They were doing specific events around women. They called them, and it was New Balance Girls Night Out. And they would do these really big fitness events in Boston. And I was just enamored by it because that's totally my jam. So I went to every single New Balance Girls Night Out event that I could go to. Um, just got connected to the right people by showing up and asking questions yeah. and just being curious, not, not like, you know, annoying or cocky, just being really humble and really curious and figuring out how I could possibly fit into their bigger vision. And it took some time, but eventually I was a New Balance sponsored athlete. And, um, it's kind of a, it, it's an interesting, interesting phrase because I'm actually not athletic. Like I am not good at sports. <laughs> it's not my jam, which is surprising to people because I'm in fitness. Um, but it's not one in the same though. And, yeah. and, and that's important to know. No, yeah. it's not one in the same. I didn't grow up playing sports. I grew up dancing, which is a sport, but you know, not right. traditionally seen as a sport. Um, but basically my work with them was, um, bringing a new balance into the group fitness world and really promoting the crap out of them, showing the group fitness world and my instructors and Boston and beyond that it's a cool brand and they're, you know, great in the group fitness space, whether it's their sneakers or their sports bras. Um, so I was basically like a really great mascot for them. And we did uh, clothing uh, collaborations and events together. And it really put me on the map in a sense, um, because it's really not until someone or something big is behind you sometimes that people see your value, that's true. even though you no. see yourself. Um, mm -hmm. So it was very, very, very helpful for me in the beginning when I just moved to Boston, like fresh out of college, trying to share my, my uh, program with people. That's, no, that's amazing. And are you still with New Balance now or, or is that something of the past? It's something in the past. And honestly, I, I adore the company, but it's for the better because I was exclusively with them. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't work with other brands. Right, and right. Yeah. It was wonderful, but it was also limiting and a really good learning experience. So mm. I adore New Balance, but I also love wearing my Nikes and wearing my Reebok yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, other brands. And, 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 and I'm going to make an assumption that you don't mix the two in the same outfit, right? Oh, I've never thought about it. Yeah, that that's a cardinal sin. But when, when I was sponsored by them, I, you, I wouldn't be caught. Well, no, being sponsored is different. You have to, yeah. I'm just saying now, you, you would get, <laughs> I mean, you can't wear Nike shoes with Adidas socks. Right. You, you just oh, can't no. do that. Right. I, yeah. If there are too many logos going on, it gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like would the, you be interested if another brand approached you? to sign or are you just, yeah, just I, out of that i'm older and smarter at this point so maybe i would structure it a little differently but i would negotiate love better deals yeah yeah i i would love to work with a, another big brand actually my cousins who are persian and they are out in la they own a company called vimia and we did um like a collaboration with them it's a clothing company and that was really fun to work with family on something which i was never able to do when i was with new balance. Um, so getting to do those, those kind of collaborations are fun, but yeah, I, I would love to work with another bigger brand again. Awesome. Nike Adidas. You hear that? Yeah. Hello. Especially Nike, Nike, Nike. Hello. Nike. Sponsor, Eliza. <laughs> Sponsored and backed by Monday Noosh. 
And then we'll take any extras that you don't want to wear anymore. The out of season ones. The samples, the the trial and error ones. They accidentally send you men's clothing. We'll take it. I mean, it's all good. So um, we've, you've been talking and mentioning the kick it, but can you actually tell us about what the kick it program is and the certification, how it came about the mission and purpose behind it? Just deep dive into what kick it is essentially. Kick it as a class is a kickboxing boxing inspired class. That's to the beat of the music. Um, it's a 13 round class. So a round is a song. So 13 songs in every class. It's about 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Definitely a focus on high intensity interval training and cardio while moving to the beat of the music. Um, but a couple of things to note about the actual class is that we really are inclusive of all levels. So even though it's a high cardio class, we really offer a ton of modifications because we want it to be an inclusive space for all. Um, The other thing is, is that at the end of every class, we have a mindfulness component because a lot of group fitness I found was about coming in, sweating, counting calories, you know, sizing yourself up in the mirror. But people are forgetting that the biggest key to success to wellness and or losing weight is having the right mindset. So like you can go to the gym and count your calories and sweat your ass off. But if you're not really, what are you doing it for? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not working on your, you know, mental wellness and your emotional wellness, like for what then it's short term Mm -hmm. success. Like eventually you're going to fall off the bandwagon. If you're not mentally sound and there like with your regimen. Um, so that's a really big piece. And sometimes it's too woo woo for people. And I get that. Like, people who show up to group fitness classes that are intense, they're usually not looking for a meditative cool down, mm-hmm. but that's what we give them because you really need it. Um, you know, for all those reasons mm-hmm. I've added about. So that's yeah. class. Um, and then there are kind of two branches in the way we function. One, one way is our certification. So we've certified women from around the world to teach this class wherever they are. Um, and I mentioned due to COVID, we, we went virtual hundred percent. Um, so now we have an entire virtual program that our instructors can teach on. Um, but you know, now as things are opening back up, virtual is here to stay for sure. But we hope that our instructors also can get back out there in their Because virtual could gain way more clientele, right? Yeah. Yeah. It totally changed the business for sure. So that branch is our, our virtual platform where we have several different variations of kick it. So like kick it strength with weights or kick it core that's focused on your core. We have yoga, meditation. Um, so there's a ton of variety in our virtual platform and we teach live virtual classes so we can interact with people. And then we also have recorded classes because convenience is key. So if yeah. you can't take a, a live virtual class, you could just open your computer, pick what kind of class you want to take with us and call it a day. But when, so it with was, the, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. When it was in person or when you plan to bring it back in person, how would it work? Like women all over the world would get certified to teach kick it classes and they would start their own studios or go teach it at certain gyms or studios or how would that work? That's exactly it. So some uh, are studio owners. So they just like implement it into wherever their, te- or their, their space. Um, but a lot of women actually, you know, this is just like their passion and their, their side hustle, something they do for fun. So they'll teach at big box gyms or boutique studios. 
outdoor pop-up events are huge for our instructors. So especially in the Northeast right now where it's getting nice and warm, mm-hmm. uh, we have instructors teaching outside at breweries. It's like, that's like a huge thing, which I never would have thought, but um, <laughs> smoothie shops, coffee places. Um, I'm going to make it an assumption that it's before you start drinking the beer. Yeah, we call it kick it and sip it. So you take class and then you Ooh. grab your beer. Um, so it's it's a fun like side passion. So, so, so Eliza, I want to ask you a little bit about your business model then. Sure. Um, you know, so, so you have these people that are certified um, and now they're doing their own classes. You know, does does anything at that point get kicked up back to you? Or you just certify them and they're kind of on their own at that point? Great question. So logistically, um, everyone has to get certified or recertified every year. So your certification is every year and then you have to re-up on your cert. You can either stay in level one or you can advance into our level two program. So that's a certification. And then we have... um, We have a subscription model where instructors subscribe to music and choreography um, and they can stay up to date on, you know, what the latest is to teach their classes. On the virtual side of things, our virtual program is part for the instructor is part learning and coaching them and part teaching. So these virtual instructors subscribe to get coached every single week with guest coaches from myself, industry leaders um, or people in other industries, honestly. And then they also teach on the platform. So there are a couple of ways to be an instructor, but um, no matter what direction, there are some touch points um, and some barriers that they have to. Kind so of- yeah, it's a rare instance where someone just gets certified and just kind of goes rogue. And you know, just, that, that, and I guess, I guess my question is, how do you get some, how do you stop from somebody, you know, essentially stealing or copying your, your thing and rebranding it as their own? Another good question. So There's no great answer to that other than they sign a contract when they're certified, acknowledging that it's intellectual property. Right. No, they can't, Mm -hmm. they can't do that. Um, At the end of the day, could someone do that? Sure. And if you you find out, you could probably stick a lawyer on them if you really wanted to. Exactly. And also the biggest part of our program is the community, even the instructors, like the instructor community is such a big part of the program that, Yes, you know, not legally, they could put their name on it and do their thing, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the systems, they don't have the community, um, you know. Just all the resources that you guys might have at hand. The years that, we, you know, that's been built on this, you know, it's a... What year exactly did you officially start this program? Well, I started when I was a freshman in college. I started teaching Kick It in 2009, which is crazy, but just for fun. Right. Um, I didn't take it full time until 2016. Yeah, oh, wow. about 2016. So, so was I, that when you when you started your certification process for other people, or yeah, that's okay. exactly it? Yeah, I was okay. working at um, Brigham Women's Hospital in Boston when I graduated. And again, I was just teaching for fun. Right. Um, but then really dove in full time in about 2016. You saw the potential. Yeah, it was when New Balance actually sponsored me. I said, "I, I okay, I'll go." Go. Okay. Yeah, you did touch on that. Absolutely. How would you how would you spread the word when you started in 2009? Because like right now, social media is a huge platform. And yeah. now that everything's virtual, I'm sure it helps you a lot. But back Facebook. then, like I'm sure it was Facebook, right? So would you just like what was your first few classes? Correct me if I'm wrong. 2009 was like Facebook was still Slowly. almost. Peaking. 
Yeah. No, Facebook was popular and it was, it was like almost peaking. It was getting a little was, more intuitive. Yeah. You had the mobile apps coming a little bit. MySpace was dead at that point. So go for it now. Facebook was really the only forum. Um, it was like Facebook groups were really great. So I had like a mm-hmm. Facebook group, um, but I was on a college campus. So that's like one friend does something. You all go. Everyone goes. Um, yeah. That was it. Right. I mean, social media was so secondary. Um, it was all word of mouth because I was on this huge college campus with my ideal client right there. And ideal client, that's what, it, you know, for someone is now. But um, these students also weren't paying anything extra to go to the gym. It's a part of their tuition. So like for them, what do they have to lose? It's free, free. Yeah. So that really allowed for like the masses to take class. And I, again, I was on a huge campus, so many students. Um, so that was really the primary driver was word of mouth. That's insane. That's, I mean, you, you're right. I mean, because especially on a college campus, Facebook is King, especially in those first, you know, I want to say eight or nine years of Facebook prime years. Yeah. And like you're saying it was free anyway, so might as well, um, better than like, you know, doing some mundane workout, might as well just, you know, dance it out or whatever it is you called it at that point. Um, and I'm know. sure there you could experiment with with the classes every single time because it was fellow students, like yeah. people like you, it wasn't like your actual job at that point. So you could kind of get creative with experiment. It. Yeah. Trial and error. Experiment the classes. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a blast. That's all it was. <laughs> That's awesome. So Eliza, where do you draw inspiration for when you create uh, like a new routine for your certificates and classes? Like, how do you constantly keep it fresh and new and innovative uh, for your uh, peers? The biggest way to draw inspiration I find is to continue to be a student in some way. So sometimes it's as simple as just taking instructors' classes and being inspired by them. Um, sometimes it's enrolling in, um, you know, mentorship programs or masterminds or things of that nature. Um, but I just find by being a student, it's so inspiring. So, so inspiring. Um, another thing is like reading a lot, um, reading from, uh, you know, people who have been maybe in similar situations or paths. That's also really inspiring. Um, and also just taking a break sometimes is the best inspiration no. because I have found this past year that I'm so close to my business sometimes that it's hard to be inspired every day. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't wake up every day and I'm like, I am so inspired. It takes sometimes like, yeah, I, yeah. and I was kind of going to ask you about that, you know, you know, it's a, a kind of a different version of artist question about how do you how do you keep it fresh and inspiring it's like you know how like how do you how do you wake up every day and like doing the same routine and and because yeah you can work on new routines and then implement them at some point but in the meantime you're probably doing the same routine of classes for x amount of time like how do you mentally get over that of, of just doing this over and over and over again well i've been doing this teaching for so long that I'm able to come up with new content like 
very quickly, if not on the spot. So if I'm feeling like I'm teaching the same step over and over again, I just switch it up as, as I want. Um, but even sometimes that can get very boring for me. So again, it's like taking other classes, maybe it's not kick it, taking like different formats, just being a student and being away from my business can be really helpful. Yeah. yeah. In other words, like you're constantly humbling yourself yeah. uh, in your craft and wanting to learn more and develop new techniques. Yeah, definitely. Do you ever take classes like kick it classes by other instructors to see what they're yeah. doing? Like, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> like under, like undercover yeah. boss. Kind of undercover boss. Up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do they know you're there? They know I'm there. Oh, oh they're on it. They know you got to go disguised one time. Come uh, on. I actually last, no, two weekends ago, I surprised two virtual instructors who aren't that far from me. Um, they're in Massachusetts. They were doing a, their first in-person brewery event sold out and I was like I'm gonna drive down and just surprise them and actually post it on Instagram it's a reel on there and they were shooketh it was so <laughs> funny it was so funny so I did do a little undercover boss were they doing what they were supposed to or were they most importantly oh they were great they were <laughs> awesome it was more so just to show them my support yeah yeah Aww. that's awesome that's nice and it, was, it wasn't a gotcha roll up it was i'm just here to, I, I got your back just a support yeah yeah it was really fun are you involved in like the day-to-day -day, like um the classes the music like everything do you involve yourself in every aspect or do you kind of have somebody with you on the side like kind of like a co-manager or something i am in the day-to-day -day and also have um I guess her, her title is support coach, but she's really in the trenches with me. Um, and something that's actually really hard as an entrepreneur is like, like I'm saying, like moving out of being in it so much or so close to it. So I'm always trying to ride that line of working in the business and working on the business. Um, mm. So it's, it's always a delicate balance, but I have a really great, team and specifically um her name's leslie um a great support coach to to handle you know stuff that i shouldn't be doing anymore so i can focus you know on right the right awesome and so you said that um with this pandemic you've moved everything um virtual do you plan on just staying virtual or maybe creating establishments and brick and mortar stores in different cities or states? I find that, or I've found that virtual is very likely here to stay with a super strong presence. And I apologize. There's a lawnmower shaking. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, it's just the new normal of wellness and fitness and mm -hmm. it has created such ease for my schedule and uh for my business so it's here to stay for sure um what we would do in the past are pop-up studios and uh our last pop-up studio was in the seaport in boston for about three years it was awesome we might do a concept like that again but i've actually never ever been glued to brick and mortar that was never my my jam, we would do pop-up studios and that was it. There was never a solid brick and mortar kick it studio. Um, right. So, you know, the pandemic was not terribly hard for us because that was never what we relied on. Um, so virtual with the accessory of maybe pop-up studios and definitely outdoor events and stuff like that. 
Yeah, here and there. I mean, less overhead for you, so it works out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we could take it anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. So I see the word, I want to say this right, vampire. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Like all over your Instagram and, and your website and everything. So how did you actually come up with vampire? What does it mean? <laughs> and, and how did you come up with it? The word is really just encompassing of our community, which... Uh, is filled with strong females from all different walks of life, different abilities, different levels. And it's really felt like this like empire of women who have helped me build this. And uh, again, we are so based on inclusivity. Doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter, you know, your, your abilities, you can be a part of this community. And people find a lot of, you know, empowerment through that mentality and have been able to create great connections and obviously get a great workout in, but it's so much more than that. So that's kind of like what the word is about. Um, what it is not is it's not anti men. So commonly we'll, be, we'll get, you know, comments like, what about the empire? And like, well, I, I, I personally was offended. You're, you're about to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's like, well, this whole world is based on like men and empire. Yeah, we've been like, empire for yeah, hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. We have Women's Day. When's Men's Day? Like every day is Men's Day. You guys get it all the time. Totally. Um, but we love love. I keep my comments to myself. <laughs> we love when men come to classes. You know, group fitness in general is ninety percent women. Um, right. So it's not like an odd thing to have vampire part of our branding. But the workout is not feminine. It's not a dancey workout. You know, we're not shimmying during the class. We're, we're shadow boxing and we're doing hit style stuff. And I do a little shoulder, like, you know. <laughs> you can add that in. Um, but it is funny when men take the class because I get it. The branding is feminine, but um, the class, it's a workout, you know. Well, I want to yeah, ask you about this. Day, Have you ever had to kick out a creepy guy? There was one outdoor class where it was just kind of odd, but I, f- I feel like people know the etiquette around group fitness at this point, you know, like you can't really go in and be creepy anywhere anymore, given our climate and culture. Um, uh-huh. But there was one instance where it was like, oh, you're kind of, I don't like the way you're looking at my girls, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like standing in the back kind of, yeah, like, I don't just think like workout um but it's really hard to get away with that kind of stuff yeah yeah it's so obvious you know know what i'm paranoid with is like like it's like i'm somewhere and like i don't i don't want to look creepy and by not looking creepy i accidentally am creepy creepy. yeah yeah. am i overthinking your mind you try too hard if i'm ever in one of those fitness classes i just want to be at the front yeah yeah okay like i'm not staring at anybody i'm just at the front just want to work out like i'm not looking at you <laughs> you're looking at that's me it. actually i feel <laughs> but that's a good point every fit and group fitness class i've been to has all been women except for cycling classes cycling classes is like a mix of them that has a good but mix even yeah. then arash i noticed the guys never sit in the back because you can pick your bike they're always front mm. row i don't mm. know if that's competitive <laughs> their competitive aspect or because they don't want to look creepy by looking at all the women I mean, listen, you don't, you don't want to be, listen, even, okay, if you are innocent and you just never want to be accused, especially if you're innocent. I know, but that's yeah. what I'm no. saying. Like that, that's so, why so why I, put yourself in a situation where you may 
accidentally someone's just having a bad day and thinks you're looking at them, but you're just freaking daydreaming. Okay. Could be. Right? Am I wrong? Like, like, come on, who who daydreams and then like a minute later you realize that you're staring at somebody the whole oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't even register you're staring at them. You get what I'm saying? So if you have the mental capacity to daydream during a cycling class, God bless you. Because I'd be Listen, huffing and actually, puffing. Actually, cycling class, every time I go, I go into, you know how people say they do the most, have the most thoughts in the shower. You think about like everything. That's how I feel about cycling. I literally get on the bike and I'm in la la land, like thinking about this. I didn't yeah. do that. I didn't do this. I need to do. Did this. I leave my oven on? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Did I leave my hair curler? Armagon has, okay. Armagon has multiple tabs open at all times. Yes, always. So. <laughs> that type of anxiety. That's yeah. the type of anxiety I have on the bike. Anyway, moving on. Um, what's what's one crucial piece of advice that you would give to women or, or men, but mostly women, because that's what your brand is based around, uh, that want to kickstart their health journey, or maybe they're nervous or too scared or need some sort of motivation? Like, what's the the first thing you would tell them? I would tell someone kickstarting their health journey, two things. One, find something that you actually love because that is really important to be successful. Um, Whether it's cycling or boxing or kickboxing or Pilates or yoga, whatever kind of program, find something that you really enjoy and make attainable goals. So don't go into something saying that you're going to lose a hundred pounds, you know, yeah. don't even like, if it's up to me and our, like my kick it mindset, don't even make it about your weight, make it about like how woo woo for some people, but make it about how you feel. Do you feel good after the class? Great. Make it a point to go to that class four times a week. Like mm-hmm. the thing with kick it is that, but also not eat a cheeseburger afterwards. Yeah. Or yeah, that nutrition is a big thing too. Um, you know, the physical things that happen, that's such like a byproduct of class of kick it. It's like, just enjoy yourself, have fun, be around good people, get your mind right. And and the weight will come off. Um, and then nutrition is such a big part of, of weight. We're not, I don't claim to be an expert in that, but I can say that for movement, just love it and make, you know, realistic goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so many people like approach health and wellness, everything as like a short term thing, like, okay, I'm just going to do this for X amount of months, and I'm going to look like this and perfect, I'm going to take some pictures. But like, really, it's like, it's like a whole lifestyle change, you really have to like break out of your mold, your, your, your shell and just become this new person that you do things that are, are better for you. And, you know, just make life are more sustainable and easier as you keep going. Um, but yeah, I don't think, you know, people just approach it as like a very cut and paste, like I'll do this, this and this, and I'll end up looking like that. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's like a lifestyle change and you got to eat and think things that are beneficial to you and your health. Definitely. Definitely. So, so, so Eliza, now we, the easy part of the programming is over. Um, hard, I don't know. No, this was the, this was the easy part. Now, now it's the difficult part. God, we're gonna scare yeah. her. Now, now we're gonna, now we're gonna get into to the rapid, to the rapid fire questions. Oh God, I'm t- <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at rapid fire to begin with. <laughs> oh, so this is gonna do this be... while you're working out. Would I that be better? 
I don't know what the next layer to this is, but just like baseline, I'm really bad at rapid fire. Okay, we don't time you, but we, we expect timely go, answers. Yeah, we don't actually go like bam, bam, bam. They're okay. just shorter questions. Okay, all right, okay. Okay, get situated, get ready. <laughs> take a sip, take a sip of your <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, here we go. What is your favorite workout to do other than kick it? <laughs> um, I like to walk. You like to walk? I like to take my dog for long walks. That's true. Okay. What's your favorite self-care activity? Taking baths, 100%. Mm. Favorite- I think baths are so underrated, by the way. I think they, they are. Yeah, not too. I would love a nice bath, but- Unfortunately, don't have that. Uh, favorite place you've traveled to? Ooh, I studied abroad in Cape Town, South Africa, and that was like the most magical, memorable experience ever. Damn. Wow. It's an interesting one. Um, who is your role model or inspiration? Uh, well, well, I'll, I have many, but one would be my dad, who I spoke about. He just really has an incredible story and is doesn't take anything for granted because he really came from nothing mm-hmm. oh, that's, so that's amazing oh. um one what's one piece of advice that you would give your 18 year old self don't be so anxious about the future uh i think a lot of people need to hear that <laughs> i think i needed to hear that <laughs> <laughs> say it again Say one more time. Remix. <laughs> Don't be so anxious about the future. Yes. <laughs> this girl gets anxious about what to eat for lunch. Honestly, same. Um, <laughs> who is one person that you would like to have lunch with, dead or alive? Wow, I'm so bad. <laughs> okay. um, that one usually trumps people. I. Ooh, this is so hard. Oprah? Wow, that's her second Oprah. I feel like she's, I honestly feel like that's a go-to for so many people. I was trying to think like in more, you know, off the beaten path, but we'll go with that for the sake of time. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people. We'll allow it one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll allow. Um, Favorite athletic wear brand other than New Balance? uh i really like reebok mm, you're okay. nice favorite time of the day to work out i enjoy early evening like five o'clock p.m okay yeah it makes sense you just gotta work out. yeah yeah like right after my work day um favorite genre of music probably like hip-hop and r&b is that what you play in the classes, like more hip hop uh, um, inspired, or? I don't like to uh, just do what I like in my classes. Excuse me, but. You kind of read the room. I read the room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. We just did a music oh. class at five, so that that was my okay. time to shine. But. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you kicked it. Yeah. Um, going on vacation. Do you like to go somewhere surrounded by nature, or more like metropolitan city esque type? Uh, nature. Yeah. Peace. Um, three things you are one thing you can't leave the house without. You can't say phone, wallet, or keys. 
I hate leaving the house without my dog. Oh, sometimes I have to, you know, what kind of dog do you have? He's a golden doodle. Oh, oh. So cute. he's a precious angel. Such a, yeah. but you can't, you know, not, you can't bring the dog everywhere. So yeah, everywhere. Um, what's your go-to meal after workout? Ooh. Um, after workout, I usually crave some kind of like chicken or some sort of meat. That's usually what I crave. Yeah. But a I don't, quick fix of protein. Yeah. I, I, I like to cook a lot. So I cook different things. I don't have like a one, one thing in specific, but maybe a nice okay. chicken. Reasonable. Can I ask a side question? If you like to cook, have you ever thought of like expanding kick it and adding nutritional stuff to it? Recipes and like, yeah, you know, the, the only drawback is that nutrition is such a sensitive thing for people Mm. because it's like stuff Mm -hmm. they're you know putting into their bodies. So if I were to do it, I'd have to bring on an expert to do it. Right. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. So, so I was reading an article, Eliza, about how you're hood at heart. Oh um, did I say that? You did. <laughs> unless unless the, the, the reporter, uh, you know, misrepresented what you said. Oh, my God. That's okay. so politically correct these days, but it is true. It's... Okay. You know, Must have been an old article. I know what you meant by it. Um, so I'm going to test your, your hip-hop knowledge. Not your hip-hop knowledge, but your hip-hop taste a little bit. Not your knowledge. Okay. 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 Um, D12 or G unit? Wait, say that again. D12. Oh, uh huh. Or G unit? G unit. Yes. I told you she was cool. (laughs) All right. Jay Z or Eminem? Jay Z. Really? Okay. Kanye or Eminem? Eminem. There you go. Okay. I knew she was gonna say that one. Fifty Cent or Drake? Drake. He just won Billboard. I don't care what he won. Artist of the decade. Artist of the decade. Biggie or Tupac? Say it again. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Biggie. Okay. And what is your favorite rapper of all time? Oh. Uh, wow, that's a really hard one. Oh wow, you stumped her. I'm I am stumped. Like Jay Z is really up there because he's so classic and yeah, iconic. Right. He's a master lyricist. He's amazing. Um, like you're stuck on an island and you got a playlist full of this artist. What do you? Bump? That's a good way to put it. Probably Drake. Okay. Uh, I mean, I he's got a, he's like got a decade's worth of material. I knew I liked he's really her. A rapper. He's really a rapper. <laughs> yes. All right, stop hating. He just won artist of the decade. I don't care what he won. Stop it. He's really a rapper. His acceptance speech was so sweet and humble. Oh, with his little son next to him. Oh. Yeah. There you mean a, the one that he didn't acknowledge for like the first five years of his life? Yes. If for, the kid's not even five. Or I stop it right now. You get, you get what I'm trying to say. Three. So we're not done with rapid fire. We got, we got some food questions now. Okay. Got it. All right. Um, are you, so you're familiar with the Iranian foods and 
the names of them and everything. I feel like I might not know everything you're about to say. So hit me with it. Is it okay if I say them like the Farsi? Like, yeah, say it in Farsi. And if I need clarification, I'll ask. Okay. With the stews. Okay. Between the stews. Gorma Sabzi. I assume you know that one. Yes. Or, or Karafs, which is the celery stew. Not the celery stew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the celery one. Because no. you know yeah. that's like a huge thing in the Iranian community. There's always a debate. Yeah, there's a huge debate about that. One or the yeah. other. It's the it's a similar debate to pineapple pizza. Oh, I, I no, thank you for the Hawaiian pineapple pizza for me at least. Okay, so so um, now we'll get to the kebabs. Okay. You like the the. <laughs> The the kubi de kebabs, which is the minced meat one, or the bag, which is like the more like uh, the the what is it like a sirloin or not a sirloin, but a, like, like a, a yeah, I guess yeah, it is like a sirloin cuts. Yeah, I'm into that one. You're into yeah. that one. Okay, now the tadig, which the crispy rice at the bottom, right? So everyone knows the tadig. <laughs> what's your favorite kind of tadig? There's the potato one. There's the plain one. The onion one. The spaghetti one. Okay, so the onion one. Oh, you guys don't know about that one? No. Uh, you put it with bagali polo, usually put onions at I've, the bottom and you make it. I've, heard, I've had oh, the yeah. lettuce one, but not onion. Oh, what the hell's that? The lettuce one? Lettuce, yeah. <laughs> Who raised you? <laughs> so I love and I love to have and make just the plain one, but mm-hmm. I do love the potato one. I've never made it myself, but tadik is hard. Like, it's like... Yeah. No, I ha- I don't know what the company is. I got an ad for it. They created like specific. You yeah, yeah. I have it too. I have it. I got the ad for it. The- oh, they're targeting all the Persians and. I have. I ha- I bought it too. No, no, I no. It. I think she's talking. Are you talking about the pan that you flip? She's talking about the crispy rice cooker. So it, it you flip it and it's it's yes. designed so it doesn't splatter on you. Yes. It's mm. this, it's this. I think the owner of that company might be Iranian or something more than likely collaboration. You think? No, 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 because they sell pots and pans. It's not just that one. It's a whole oh, okay. of pots and pans and, and all that stuff. So so smart because the scariest part of making tadig is the flip. flip. That, that that yeah, that flip yeah. process. Okay, so, so where it's gonna yours, when you go somewhere to somebody's house or and, and you expect tadig and what's worse, no tadig or bad tadig? Oh, I'll take bad tadig. I mean, I'd rather that than none of it. Mm, yeah, Fair but like enough. at least at least you put the effort in, and it just yeah, you know. like slightly crispy. Okay, fine. Like it's not the best, but at least it's here. Okay, burger or wings? Wings. Yes. What kind of sauce? Well, are you are we talking like American cuisine now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I switched okay. it up on you. Because my dad makes really good wings. I don't think they're necessarily like done Persian style, but I I don't know. Well, um, you go to Persians really eat wings. Sauces. What what sauce do you get? Um. Well, I really love like a buffalo chicken wing with like Just the OG blue cheese dressing i love that but oh perfect yeah on the grill wings with just like mm. grilled wings are nice garlic and lemon like a little a little bit of that so i could go plain or i could go buffalo this Classic. way that way as long as it tastes good yeah and then what is your ultimate favorite persian food 
patty. Duh. Oh, wow. Okay. What about out of the stews? Just the stews. Um, okay. So <laughs> the stew that I love, we simply call it red. That's literally what we call it. We call it red. And it's lamb and green beans and potato and onion with a red base to it. Oh, my That's- gosh. My great, great uncle used to make that when we would go to Iran. And he What's it called? It, he calls it Khoroshalubia, which means like the stew of green beans because he puts oh, green beans, yeah. lamb chunks, potato, red base, and carrots. It's like a... Staple. I feel like I've had the same, yeah. It's a weekly staple in our house because my dad's like great uncle started making it years and years ago in Iran. And so we all adapted it. That's funny because I've never heard of any other Persian that eats that yeah. stew. Do. so my, my like when we have uh, i'm jewish um as well so, which is um also like talk about minority and a minority um but for shabbat dinners my aunt will always make what we call red and it's just become like my favorite absolute favorite that's so cool does your dad know how to cook because your mom's american so would would your dad cook iranian stuff growing up or did your mom ever learn it or my mom cooks a lot of iranian stuff um oh, wow she actually they they lived in iran for a while they got married there and oh so they, she definitely picked it up yeah, yeah. and then when things <laughs> were like pretty bad in iran like when the shop fell and all that they moved yeah. to the states which i don't know if they would have done actually if you know things were good there um so she's very much ingrained in like the cuisine and the culture and all that that's yeah incredible. that's awesome so i'm gonna ask you one last question okay and the two of them are gonna cringe because they know what question is coming at this point, I'm, I'm okay. It's expected. We've got, I mean, so far th- this season, we've gotten mixed reviews on this question. It's true. Yeah, that, that's why I'm okay with it. <laughs> There's a huge debate. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I would, I would not classify that as a sandwich. Thank what you. would you classify it as? I would classify that as like, A hot dog. Its own category. Its own, its own category of like grilled foods. Oh, we've mm. never got that answer. Like, so, okay. so, so you're, you're, you're at a restaurant yeah. and you have a section that says on the grill. You're seeing steaks. You're seeing like the grilled chicken. You're seeing like grilled fish. Are you going to see the hot dog on the grilled foods? You might. Come on. I'd be, I, yeah. I'd be a little puzzled, but intrigued on why there's a hot why dog. Why is well, like is the hot dog like filleted and nicely like seasoned and you know <laughs> you make hot dogs on the grill she's right okay but aren't the hot dogs usually in the sandwich section of menus is it i i, I really don't know because you have your cheeseburger you have Honestly, maybe like a club I sandwich see it and... separate i feel like. i think so too for I real feel like it's never on mm. on the sandwich part i don't know i don't think it's a sandwich i think it's a next time you go to a restaurant with hot it. dogs let us let, report back First and let of us all, if there's a restaurant with hot dogs i would be concerned like a nice i was gonna, say, no, I was gonna say oh stop if I went to like a nice upscale and had hot dogs, I had a it, hot I, dog. I, that's the first. Obviously, this is going to be like bar food. Well, I went to a tapas restaurant last weekend and really great food. And there were hot dogs, like like done up hot dogs on the tapas menu, and yeah. really good. But I can't. Remember. Like, like you guys have never had Colombian and Venezuelan hot dogs, apparently. No, 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 no. I well, actually just different. tried Venezuelan hot dogs in New York last week. It was, but it didn't, it it was completely loaded. 
Yeah, it has fries on it. It has like it um, had like those crispy potatoes, you know, bacon and chicken strips, and I was it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it I, I haven't ate, and I'm starving. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much um, for coming on the pod with us. Uh, we we appreciate your time. To all of our followers um, who want to follow Eliza, and you know, maybe get on one of her classes, or maybe even get certified. Um, or go to her merch store. Um, you know, you could find her on Instagram uh, at uh, Kick It By Eliza. So you could find her there. And she has all, you know, little workout videos. She has the link to her sites, you know, kind of what, what she's all about. And, and we, we encourage everybody to take the time and go on there and everybody just do some type of activity because we've been uh, lacking activity for like the for little some time now. Yeah. Get back at it. And it's something interesting, new, and fun and exciting. So worth definitely checking it out. Thank All right, you. Eliza, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. You. Thank you so much. We had a pleasure speaking to you.